Yo, what up? Welcome to Free Refills Podcast, where we come together as youth leaders to discuss the realities of leading in youth ministry. Our hope is that you leave refilled, refueled, and re-energized to carry on in ministry. I'm your host, Boss, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm joined by my co-host, Orlando. Keep it classy, Cincinnati. Coming to you from the one and only, I think the one and only, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, unfortunately, there are several other cities named Cincinnati, just like everything else in the world, so whatever. Well, you're the one and only Orlando coming from Cincinnati, so we're glad to have you. Thanks for joining me on this. Each episode, we have a special guest who joins us, and today we have my good friend, John Crawford. John Crawford, welcome. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Hey, as we get ready to get started in this, before we do that, uh, tell us about yourself. Um, tell us about your family. Where are you located? And also, how long have you been in ministry? Yeah, so <clears throat> my name is John Crawford. Uh, I am married to a wonderful uh, woman named Marissa. And we have three kids, and they are amazing. And that is a lot of kid all at the same time. It's been fun. Uh, but on weeks like this week, where daylight savings time has taken over our house and put little monsters everywhere, it's been a lot, but it's been, it's been good. So that's my family. We're here in Indianapolis as well, uh, not too far down the road from where John is. And once this highway project is done, we'll be closer to him again. But until then, it's about, too, it takes too long. Uh, and with that, uh, I've been in ministry. I was thinking about it as you prepared me for this. And I'm like, oh, I've, I've had a significant leadership role in ministry since I was 16. So that's been like 15 years now, something like that. Um, there's been seasons of that being full-time and not full-time and different things, but it's been about 16 years of like significant leadership and some sort of ministry. Awesome. Well, Orlando's got some more get to know you questions. We'll uh, jump into that. Yeah, well, you know, as we always do here on this show, um, we just go for the deep things, um, you know, so just get ready. Uh, hopefully no one is offended by some of these questions, but he's agreed to just be very vulnerable and transparent. Um, so we're going to start with something a little bit deeper than we normally do. Um, what is your favorite, favorite TV show to watch, whether it's on, you know, something like Netflix or uh, Hulu, whatever the case is, what is your favorite thing that just gets you like, I'm going to sit here and watch five episodes of this right now and not even care that I got nothing done. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I would answer that two different ways. One is like the most recent that I've really enjoyed is the What If series by Marvel. I just thought it was phenomenal. It was yeah, so yeah. well done exploring new worlds. I loved that. The like tried and true is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I could watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine just on an endless loop, nonstop. So it's a good one. I feel it. That's great. That's great. So we got what if, which is an easy one to go for, right? You know, and then Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's really? that's unique. That tells a lot about you. Um, that I love Andy Samberg. That's what it tells you. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to be an office guy, but I, I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine definitely works. Um, Next question, again, you know, we're getting real personal here. Um, which one of your children is more likely to lose the remote? Which one of them is more likely to lose the remote? This feels like a, like 
trinitarian theology question like you want to say like what part of the trinity does this this or this more and it's like no they're all like one and three three and one you know so it's like very equal opportunity they like to be an equal yes. opportunity for causing inconvenient things to happen great great okay so that's good that's a great answer great answer um my last question to you again you know we're just getting to know you on the deepest darkest levels um as we're removing all these skeletons from your from their closet here. Uh, the last question for you is, um, are you a sweet potato person, sweet potato pie kind of eater, or are you a pumpkin pie kind of eater? Because we're coming up against the holidays, right? So mm -hmm. these are two very popular pies that people choose from. So what are we talking, pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie? Yeah, I mean, if I'm like left with those two options, uh, which is like probably the bottom end of Thanksgiving desserts in my mind, but if this is what I got, Let's go sweet potato pie with a good bit of a good bit of whipped cream on top. Okay, see, I knew the southern portion would come out there. The yep. Atlanta and you was coming out with with those two options. So because you mentioned it, I'm gonna do a little detour here. What would be a better top tier for you in your mind? Holiday dessert. Holiday dessert. Uh, I mean, one of my grandmother makes a homemade cheesecake every year. And she goes wild. Oh, she goes wild and makes everybody their favorite dessert, but not like here's a self, like a one size portion of it. It's like I get a whole cheesecake. My brother gets a whole like dozen cupcakes, like all these things happen. So there's this cheesecake every year. I just love it. Screams holidays to me. Uh, so that would be, that's my top tier, like family. I get that's not a traditional one necessarily, but that's my mm. top tier. But any kind no, of that's, like apple, that's, that's solid. Apple pie, so yes, apple. Pie. Apple, apple pie, apple cobbler, apple, any of those baked apples, like that's that feels like the more traditional, always a hit. Well, that's great. Well, we're glad to get to know you um, again. Just make sure that anyone who's listening to this knows that this is you know confidential. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, we don't want to share people's you know deepest darkest things. Just keep this amongst your ministry friends if we could. Okay. Yeah, I feel like all the pumpkin pie people are going to come find me on Twitter and keep me alive. <laughs> Yeah, and good luck finding you on Twitter, right? Like, good point. Yeah, <laughs> you can go look, but it's not gonna happen. Well, man. Well, uh, aside from me being aggressively hungry now for those things and wanting to now figure out my lunch plans of just being eating sweet potato pie, um, we are. This is not a. This is not a baking show. Uh, we leave that to other people to talk about. Well, it's also not a pie consuming show either not this episode um but what's interesting is like we talked about the holidays and the holidays bring can bring some a various array of emotions and experiences because we have some of us have family together some of us don't all these different things and that can add to what we're talking about as well because we have been it's crazy y'all it's november like we're yeah. here we are, it's November, it's the middle of November. Uh, and we do this every year because we all look at each other at this time of year and go, where did the year go? And so, and especially those of us that, and all of us with, with being in vocational ministry, it's just pumping out, grinding every single season of, of, of the year. And before we know it, we're exhausted. And we come to this time where we're like, I got nothing left. Last month, we talked about setting boundaries. We talked about 
what that was like holding boundaries, how we did that, how we navigated the tensions and how we held on to different things and did it health in a healthy way. This month, we're talking about burnout and we're talking about experiencing burnout. We're talking about the signs of it, um, all that sort of stuff, which we just piled on a ton of things that create and can be a recipe. See what I did right there for burnout. And uh, we can cope with burnout by pies, but that's one way. So John, we, to get real, like we, we ask you to sit with us because you and I've had a conversation about some of this stuff, about what you've experienced. And um, I think a lot of times we see leaders who have experienced burnout, but it was only after a catastrophe, after they've done something and it's wrecked all sorts of stuff and, and compromised their ministry and their families and all that sort of stuff. That has not happened to you. That is not what's going on. You've caught it and you've responded to it in a what I believe is a healthy way. And I'm like, yeah, let's talk about that. And so um, give us a, a bit more context of your reality. You've talked about your family already. Tell us about your job dynamic in ministry to set us up for that today. Yeah, totally. So currently, uh, if we're talking about just work, which unfortunately doesn't stop there, which is part of the problem, uh, but the just work pieces of me right now, I am uh, co-vocational. And so I work part-time with a missions organization called Reliant out of Orlando, Florida. And I am the lead trainer for an arm of that. So I train, I run all of our trainings, train a couple, uh, like over 300 people a year in raising support and what that looks like, how to tell their story to that. So that's one part of me, uh, part-time. The other part-time, I am a church planter in residence, basically on staff with a church plant. We moved to Indy to plant, ended up joining in with an existing plant uh, for a lot of reasons. And so within that, just fulfill a different amount of duties as well as live basically as a local missionary here in the neighborhood that we are. That's what we wanted to come and be incarnational church planners. So that's the vocational pieces of me. Uh, but then on top of that, as we head towards burnout is uh, this church plant that we joined into is an Anglican church plant and we are not Anglican. And so as we have submitted to that and joined in with that and like gladly been a part of that and growing in that, I have begun the process of becoming a priest. Uh, which in the Anglican world takes about 27 and a half years. And so one of the first things that they wanted me to do is to go ahead and get my, uh, just kidding, really, no, it's not actually that long. It just takes a long time. But uh, one of the first things, yeah, right. Uh, one of the first things uh, is to get my master's. And so at the same time, I'm in a master's program, getting my master's in theology and mission for Northern Seminary on top of working two part-time jobs. Uh, and as well as all sorts of other things as we try to live as faithful disciples in this little one square mile neighborhood on the southeast side that is uh, very mixed income and how do we how do we process that and live among that and be with that be a good neighbor uh, and do all those things and so all that's happening somewhere around the same time and uh, as everybody knows part-time jobs normally take more than part-time hours or can. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And especially, and especially part-time vocational jobs that it's more like, here's some compensation. This is what we at the very least need you for, but it's going to be more. Um, so you've talked about yeah. a bunch of different worlds. 
and all these different things. And they, they're all colliding right here in the embodiment of John Crawford. Like that is, that's where they all collide at. Okay. So with that, I saw Orlando's like eyes kind of raise as, as you explain some of this, which is great because that was like, okay, cool. There's that heaviness of, whoa, that's a lot. But tell us about your journey and specifically about what we're do what we're talking about today with all of those things happening, you running aggressively towards them and giving all you can to every one of those realities. Tell us about how some of this stuff planned out and then the last month of your kind of life real quick. Yeah, totally. So uh, one of the main context pieces is to know is that six years ago, we started a church planting residency to help plant a church in Bloomington and Indiana. And basically since then, we have been church planting, moved a couple of times and have been church planting, have been having kids, like all these things, all these things have been happening for like six years. Back in late to mid-July, just started to notice that uh, I didn't want to do any kind of work. I wanted nothing to do with work. I wanted nothing to do with anything. And the like key phrase around our house between my wife and I was, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to. The dishes are sitting there. I don't want to. And it was a joke. We'd do it. But like, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do these things. Um, but we knew we had a two-week vacation coming. And we were like, dope. This is, we just need vacation. Our bodies are tired. We just need this vacation. Let's go do it. Did the two weeks. The two weeks was great. It was really good. It was relaxing, filling and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I got back and I was back for two days and I was right back to the same level of, I don't want to again. And that's, it hit me that day. And I was sitting with a friend, a mutual friend of John and I's that I uh, was like, oh, I'm not okay. I'm realizing I'm not okay. This is what's going on. It's not being tired. There's not too much. There's not like, I'm not okay. And so then that started a process of reaching out to my community specifically. Again, like I said, we try to live very localized with our community and who we are. So there's four families from our church that live in this one square mile neighborhood with us and just started processing with them of like, what is this? What does this mean? What do I do with this? Um, and a really long story made short with some discernment with them, discernment with our local church, discernment with uh, the company that I work for that was amazing and what they did and gave me space. It was like, oh, uh, I started on October 1st, what I called an emergency sabbatical. It was like pulling the escape hatch sabbatical, um, which was a gift, man. It was such a gift. And we spent that month uh, just relaxing as much as you can with three kids. It's not a ton, you know, like one of the things we finished, it was like, it was a busy month. And it was like, yeah, because if we didn't leave the house, our kids would tear it down. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's just some things like that. But anyways, uh, that is a bit of the story. So that's like that late July and through how that played itself out and what's going on there. Um, so that's the history. I don't want to keep going. I'll yeah, let you kind right. of steer questions, but I think that's the history what's happened over the last couple of months. Yeah. yeah, that, that is great because what you have just described is, okay, you've told us about your context. Then you've told us about like what has what you were noticing about yourself and then how you reacted to it rather than just going, 
pushing it aside and going, ah, that's probably just today, you know, or, eh, this is probably part of it. Because I've heard that lately, is that leaders, especially in the church, are like, well, it's just part of it. It's just part of ministry. And I believe our generation, this current generation of leadership as we're as we're raising up through the ranks or whatever that we're recognizing and going i don't think that's part of it we need to do something different and so that's that was great because that sets us up really well just to keep talking about this of of your journey and what we what i can learn from this and how i can recognize this about it yeah it's interesting that you mentioned just coming back right from a two-week vacation um, and still being able to say like, I'm not okay. You know, just, just that realization. I, I kind of want to ask you about that specifically, right? Like going to a two week vacation, like that's always the goal that we have. It's got to make it to this date mm -hmm. because then we're going to have time. We're going to, you know, be whatever, we're going to do our thing. We're going to just really be all right. And once I get to this refill moment, I'll be okay. Right. I think it's 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 interesting how we do that, but I just have to know like what what was it that kind of clicked for you to know that like no this this refill wasn't enough or whatever the case is like what was the real difference that you were able to notice in yourself that helped you say yeah I can't make it to the next two week vacation like I need to I need I'm I'm not okay what what actually happened with you in your mind or whatever happened in your heart wherever it is that helped you really differentiate between that yeah totally that's good uh so i think one of the things that like john named this right in this idea if we get to oh this is just today just keep going what that looks like and i think in some ways six years caught up with me six years of like my closest family and friends saying like that's a lot you got a lot going on man it's like yeah it's fine it's just life it's good like here we go you know and um so then it hit that moment and where like there's exciting stuff happening in every world that I'm a part of right now. I love it. The communities that I'm building, the things that are happening, like there's exciting things. But when it was time to sit down and do the work, to do work, to, I mean, even to like set up coffees to go and be with somebody to just celebrate something, it was just this like, I ended up in the weirdest places on the internet of articles and YouTube click holes, you know, just all these things and just like anything to not move the work forward. And uh, it was coming back from two weeks and I just couldn't shake it after a few days. And it was really about a week in. I was like, oh, even more like, oh, like this isn't like I get why some of this is exciting, why some of this like could be fun to work on. I think that was just one of the things. But then that spin is a little bit of like that was like my work performance right but then it was like oh what's this like I'm noticing my body enough from two weeks of vacation to go man like there's a pit of anxiety in my chest right now like what is happening like this is I don't think this is about work anymore like there's something not okay about what's going on in me and like noticing that bit it's like I I gotta figure that piece out there's still a lot of workflow stuff to figure out, but like what's happening um, that I just feel terrible. So. Yeah. Yeah. I know oftentimes we, we make that connection between like 
not being productive and not feeling well, I think it's always from the opposite side. Like, because I'm not productive, I'm not feeling well versus I'm not feeling well, therefore I'm not as productive. Like you being able to make that, just that conscious realization of like, you know, there's something bigger than that. So if you could help us with why you, why you felt that was a necessary thing to point out, you know, and I, and I know that it's all still pretty fresh because, you know, this is just what mid-November and you're talking about having to take this emergency sabbatical, you know, beginning of October. So like if, if you can, I guess, put that in language for us of just why is it that there's a difference between not feeling well and not being as productive with like workflow stuff versus not being productive, therefore we don't feel well. Yeah, no, that's good. I think because I've been trying to fix it. So like even within that framework that you laid out, and I think that's really good. But then there's a sense of like for a long time, I've gone, okay, cool, great. Well then structure my life, make sure that I'm running, make sure that I am um, doing some fun things, make sure that I'm doing these things. Why am I structuring my life this way? So that I can be more productive, so that I can get more work done. And like, that just wasn't working anymore, right? There's this paradigm there of realizing, oh, I'm not getting all these things done and I'm having a hard time because I'm so unhealthy, but fixing my health so that work could get done also wasn't working and so it was almost like I for the first time personally was like allowed myself within all sorts of American ties and hang up and all that kind of stuff and I believe this for everybody else y'all I'm a pastor like I believe this for everybody else Mm. but I had to like cut off that work productive part and go like that's not even a factor right now like what is going on here and what is health and like being whole in Christ what does being whole myself look like what is that and like I had to like separate that entirely so like I I hear that and it's just that bit of like that's some of what I noticed was like oh man I've been doing it for this but no I just gotta like what's going on with me let's get this figured out and centered again and there's a lots of stuff I've learned about that but I think that was like that was the focus of this for me. It was just like, oh, no, that it helps to have a wife who challenges and pushes on some of these frameworks of what is enough and what is those things, you know? And it's like, I, man, I have so much value tied up in what I do and produce and can do. And I just had to like, get that out of here for a minute. So, yeah. So we, that is our, that is many people's, reality uh i mean even as you just speak it i'm like yeah i mean i could say it's not about it's not about what i do it's who i am it's you know it's it's not about productivity but at the same time i'm like but i gotta be productive like i gotta be productive because there's all of these things relying on me because i've said yes to all this stuff and at the even you wipe away all the job stuff. I have a family who needs yeah. something, and I've got to be productive to make that happen for them. And even if I was single, I'm like, I've got to make things happen for me. 
and get, you know, what, so like we were just in this cog of a machine or whatever, all that to say, like, can you put it into some words of maybe some glimpses that you've noticed over the past month of, oh, I am enough. Like just me being, what, what is that? What's that like? Tell us a little bit about that glimpse of like, show us a little bit of what that is as you've experienced it. And you've been like, oh, there it is. This particular day in this moment or whatever, I felt this thing. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's good, man. I, um, so this is like catch the audience up, right? Like boss asked me uh, a few weeks ago about being on this podcast. It was still in October. I said, talk to you in November. And then uh, we chatted last week and he's like, come on. And I was just like, just to be clear, like I don't have any of this figured out yet. And the analogy that I keep giving is like October was, basically restarting a really old computer that's really bogged mm. down so it took most of the month to even just get the programs closed out and to like get the computer shut down and to get it back to a login screen for november and so like when i hear this question and i go like what's the glimpse that you're seeing that you're enough what's the like pieces of that i go like man i i was ready to come out of october like glowing with angelic majesty like I had it figured out I've been to the mountaintop like Moses right so here I am glowing now you guys sense the presence of God in my face uh (laughs) and I like I feel like I came out of that and I'm like oh I can take a bit of a deeper breath than I could at the beginning of the month like that was almost it you know um and I think that when one part says like what depth I think all of us are living under in the middle of, you know, we were talking before we got started about COVID time and how that like taxes us way more than we're aware. So I think that's like one thing that I want to say to that question, John. Um, Mm -hmm. But then the other is like that little bit of a glimpse of what it looks like to be enough. And one of the things that I got started in October is spiritual direction, making sure that I had somebody helping me process this and notice a name, like where the Holy Spirit was. And Uh, I'm a pretty image-based visual person. And so we've just had a few images come out of, basically it's really challenged me, but like, where is Jesus in this like struggle that you're dealing with, this thing that you're processing? And even as I'm reconsidering all of what I do to be paid so that I can do ministry, uh, like I'm reconsidering everything. And there's so many things. And um, there was an image that came up and I was thinking about, I was just like really stressed out about what is money and how much could I make, should I make and what's good and what's not good. And uh, you know, all these things. And if I make too much money, what does that mean? I just for like 15 minutes, just like talked to my spiritual director about like all this angst I was feeling and what that looks like. And then uh, he just asked me in the end, he's like, so where's like, where's God in this? Where are you processing this with God? And I was just like, and the image that came up ended up being one of my daughter who's three and as she like tries to get dressed and like change herself and all this kind of stuff and she ends up y'all and somehow in the weirdest positions in her shirt as she's trying to like get this and so she gets like super like tangled up and then she'll just start screaming like i need help 
you know? And I was like, that's what I feel like. I feel this claustrophobic tied up. Like, what do I do? And I'm all alone and I'm in this. And he doesn't care. He's like, well, how would you respond to your daughter? And how does God respond to you? And I think it caught this glimpse of going like, oh, like he sees me and is right there. I can't see him. It feels like because it's sure in this confines, but it's like right there saying like, hey, I'm right here with you and I'm willing to do this with you. Just let me know, you know? And I think that was his first image of one of the first images I felt over the last month and a half of like, oh, like I, in the way that I like unequivocally love my kids as many jokes as I make about the craziness of it. It's, you know, about how much more does your father in heaven love you? Like how much more? And just that image of like sensing myself as this little three-year-old tied up in their shirt um, and how, how God can see me in that and want to be with me and not shame me in that. There's no, you know, so yeah, that's one of the first ones that's been really helpful, but like, y'all, that was Tuesday. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're talking to you in a, in a moment of, I mean, this is, this is fresh. This is raw. You're, as you've described before, like you're one to two steps or were two steps and now one step, like whatever, you know, cause it, it's, it's not something that is set. You're just a little bit further down the road. Um, but you're, you might be in this moment, in this conversation, spurring something in me that I'm going, oh, I need to take inventory of the way I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. And maybe I've been caught up in that and I've fallen to that sort of like the praises of the world, basically, of this is what productivity and this is what your value is based on your productivity and all these things. And you've got to just keep churning it out. And one day you'll reach glory, but that's an arbitrary thing. And who knows? And so give your, give all of yourself to this because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, Okay. As we, as we get ready to wrap up, give us like maybe something that you've been like, Hey, here's a, maybe it's a two-part thing as, I, as I'm thinking about it. One, like, what is something you notice where you're like, this is a real practical thing that I did. You've talked about spiritual director, but maybe there's like, maybe it's community. Maybe it's the thing like you've referred to. Like, I don't know if this was, it seems like this wasn't possible without people who are around you, who knew you and were vulnerable maybe some of that, maybe that's your practical thing to somebody, but somebody's listening and going, what do I do though? What do I do? I need to do something. How do I get there? Do I need a whiteboard? Do I need a whatever? Help us with that. Give us that one practical thing. Yeah, I think it's good, man. I mean, obviously everybody's really different, right? Yes. Um, but I think it was, I mean, the first time that I like began to speak out loud, oh, I'm not okay to community that I could trust, like hear that very clearly, right? Like there's, there's still some people in my life that I didn't even like mention that I took a month off from because it wouldn't have, that wouldn't have gone well. There's too much expectation. There's too much, like all sorts of stuff that like Mm -hmm. would not have been okay to have that conversation with. Um, But I think it's the beginning to name that with trusted community to go, I'm not okay. And I don't know what to do about it. 
Mm. Like the month off wasn't even my idea. It was somebody else's idea. And they still think I should take more time off. They were like, just quit your job. We'll figure it out. You know, like it's like, Mm. and so that with some trusted community beginning to just name, you know, I think as you're saying it, John, of like, and the first step in that too is taking inventory, right? Like taking a bit of time this afternoon when you're reading this podcast and reading podcasts, however you do that. Uh, when <laughs> that you're listening to this sign, that's a sign of burnout is when you're reading audio yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, you're reading the audio feed. Uh, but yeah, it's just when you're noticing like, hey, like, man, yeah, I have been struggling to work lately every day. And here's some of the stuff. I've been struggling to be present to my kids at the end of the day because of that. I feel like I'm never up. Like, it's okay to just slow down for two seconds. And it's hard. But slow down for two seconds. Go like, how long have I been feeling this? Is this today? Or is this like been this season? And y'all, we all just went through, are, are going through a global pandemic. crazy election cycles crazy all these things right like Mm. we we still have no idea what toll that has taken on our ourselves and our bodies and our all these things and so like Mm. it's good to just take some permission to go like hey take inventory what's going on and then like say out loud no this is where i'm at to some trusted community and then like discern with your community what to do about that i think sometimes it would be easy for somebody to like come out of this podcast and then like go to their uh their significant other or their church or whatever and go like all right i'm taking a month off dude on the podcast did it let's go and like Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that that's not what you need but this is part of how we discern this with our community so begin discerning it and trust and i mean that like feeling that way in early july realizing in early august like it was a really long August and September, but it's just what it took to get there and a lot of discerning. And so, yeah, yeah I don't know. There was like three things. Sorry. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You don't, you don't have to spell yeah, it out because really there's going to, this is spurring on things for people and, and for me um, of what I can do next and yeah. how I can at least, yeah. if nothing else, take inventory and go just doing a check. Okay. Maybe I'm good. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing yeah. all this and being vulnerable and um, allowing us to kind of get a glimpse into your into your space, especially with something that is um, can be fragile and can be uh, one that you're still kind of navigating and trying to figure out, is this even okay to speak out loud and tell some people? So thank you for that. Um, as we wrap up, is there a way that people can reach out to you if there was something, you know, they were like, Hey, here's a thought. Or are you just like, eh, do your journey, do your work, go in your personal thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, no, totally. Maybe uh, I can make sure John, you have my email. It can yeah, just yeah. land in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, that's where we'll put it. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a longer one. So actually yeah. you could do John J O N uh, no H J O N John at the table org. Um, but, uh, yeah, totally feel free to reach out one warning. I'm terrible at email Two, I'll be really slow. Uh, and three, I'm a hyper local church guy. So one of the end answers is always going to be, how are you discerning this with your local church and your people that know you? 
but I'd love to have that beginning conversation. How do you yeah. approach them? What does that look like? But uh, I'm a real big believer in the local body of Christ. So I'm going to push pretty hard towards that. I love it. I love it. John, thank you. Thanks for sitting with us and uh, having this conversation. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. So you've heard uh, from John and uh, I, I have the privilege of being uh, close with him and being a good friend with him. So I get to journey with him uh, in this process. And um, we're super grateful that he sat with us and had this conversation. Uh, maybe there's some things that have spurred on in you um, because of some of the things that he talked about. Um, I think a lot of times what happens is we have these, we hear these things and then we go, what do we do with it? How do we, how do we get better? How do we do this so that we can be more productive? And, and that kind of goes completely counter what he was talking about and what he was uh, talking about for himself. I hope that you were encouraged by it, that you're not alone. Maybe some of these things that he, he talked about, you went, yeah, I'm starting to feel that too. Or I've been feeling that for a while. The biggest thing that uh, John said through that, that helped him discern and recognize was a community. People that he trusts, people that are in the same context as him. He is hyper, he is all about the hyper local church. And so the people that he lives around, they are his church. They are the people that he journeys and does life with. You and I need that too. Maybe not necessarily our next door neighbor. Maybe not necessarily the people that live across the street. But we need people who are with us. And there's a good chance that there are youth leaders who are experiencing this too that are in your area. We have to fight for that. So my, my uh, in, invitation to you is that you, you lean on the people that are doing ministry uh, around you and are in some of the very similar contexts with you, who you can have a conversation with. Maybe there's somebody who's been, it, been in it for many years, and you can talk to them. We have to fight for this because things are fighting against us, and they don't want us to last for that long. I don't want you to burn out. Recognize the signs. Start to take inventory of yourself and start taking inventory of the way you're feeling about different things. And maybe you come out on the other side and you go, you know what? I feel pretty good. It's awesome. It's a healthy thing for us to do. We have ways for you to get connected with different people uh, that are in your area. You can go on our website, as you know, or maybe this is the first time you're hearing it. Go on our website, search your area, and you can find different networks that are, in your, that are close to you and are uh, within reach. That's what we want for you. And you can get plugged in. And if you can't find anything there, reach out to us. Drop us a note. Uh, find all those details in the in the show notes below. Uh, we'd love to be connected and get you connected with somebody who's in your area. Um, until next time, just remember: the more you're pouring into yourself, the more you're able to pour out to others. So, until the next episode, peace.